biggest games. The biggest events. Wow, the crowding on their feet. The biggest stories. This is what you signed up for, Seth. I thought it was just in the game. Welcome to the ESPN Esports Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the ESPN Esports Podcast. I'm Rachel Pugh, and I'm joined by Christina Kelly on the desk today with Jacob Wolf back from Austin, Texas. How you guys doing? There's so much good StarCraft 2 and StarCraft Brood War happening right now. It's insane. Basically, like, almost all of my free time over the past four days or so has just been watching StarCraft, and I've been really happy. What tournament? GSL? Um, yeah, so there's GSL and the ASL Brood War Team League, um, which is, like, the first... You know, I mean, this is kind of where taking up um, or picking up where Pro League left off, except we're going back to Brood War, and now there are like two v two matches, so it's this total throwback. And I got to watch Flash try to play Zerg, which was kind of hilarious. Oh, and wait, so they play with each other and they can play different species, right? Yeah. So the thing about two v two is that like Zerg is kind of overpowered, so you always want at least one Zerg on the team. But they banned two Zergs because two Zergs is too overpowered. <laughs> so you can either be Zerg Protoss, Zerg Terran, or Zerg Random. What's your favorite combo? Well, um, I mean, if you if you do Zerg Random and then you random into another Zerg, obviously you're just like. You know, you, you auto win basically. Mm-hmm. Um, although there was this really, really awesome two v two where it was uh, it was uh, team best versus team stork. Wait, what is team best? So that's uh, so the like top eight um, players from the ASL season two uh, became team captains and like recruited two other top players to their team. So um, team best was playing against team stork recently. And uh, that was a Zerg versus Zerg Zerg with uh, Zerg Zerg, which is like Zerg random, but it's Zerg Zerg versus Zerg Protoss. And like the the Protoss, um, oh man, I'm totally blanking on his name now. But the the Protoss on Team Stork just like held it down for like half an hour. It was it was one of the most that's amazing. Like, that's pretty difficult against the Zerg too, because they can just like, yeah, they they can just farm like out farm you in terms of units and just Zerg rush you too. So uh, that that is impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How long do those games usually last for two v two? I don't know, like, because Zerg is so fast, right? Yeah. So it's like ten minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thirty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I that's mean, like you can, more than double. You can farm. Yeah, you can farm units really quickly on Zerg. So I can understand how Zerg Zerg is a powerful combination. So you can just build an army quick and then run at the other person's base. So well, then let's roll off the StarCraft talk and let's dive into StarCraft at IEM Katowice. Woo! Um, so we have sixty-four players whittled down to twenty-four on February twenty-seventh to the twenty-eighth, and then the round of twenty-four on March second to, uh, to the third, and then the round of twelve on March fifth. Um, a lot to cover, and we have two notable attendees, in my opinion. We have Snoo and Stats. So, But let's start with Stats, because um, I find him pretty interesting. He's currently a Protoss player for Splice, and 2016 was really an important year for him to establish himself. So, I mean, what do you make of his entrance at IEM? Well, Stats, Stats has been around, like, forever. He's definitely been in the StarCraft II scene for a long time, and... Stats is always like, oh, you know, Stats is going to do well. But 
he's not usually like the favorite, like Bian or you know, innovation or dark is to take down an entire tournament. All three of those, by the way, are already qualified for the next stage. So yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah um, but actually, this morning they started the uh, GSL round of eight, and he just beat Innovation three two. Wow. Yeah. And like Dark and Beyond, they went out in like the round of 16 or the round of 32. Like they, they're gone. So Stats is so hot right now. Right. Yeah. And would you say he's one of the favorites coming into this competition? Absolutely. I mean, I think if he makes it through the the first round, right, and like qualifies out as the Protoss player or whatever, I think that it will be fine. Like I think that if he qualifies out as the Protoss player, which I clearly expect him to looking at everybody in that that set of people um i i think that like going into the next part there's obviously some really good players but i think that you know the win over innovation it's clearly pretty meaningful and i think that yeah like going into the second stage if he makes it out the first he is obviously a favorite yeah and something i want to emphasize too is just how different this IEM Katowice is compared to other IEM, past IEM Katowice's. Why is it so different? Because uh, last year, only foreigners could play in the StarCraft tournament. Like, it was, it was also, it was part of WCS last year, but it was on the WCS circuit. It was like one of the, the championships of the circuit. So no Korean players could play in it. Whereas this year, it is a, was one of three global events for the, for the World Championship Series. So that means both Korean players and uh, people and non-Korean players can play in it, which means this is like uh, this is probably going to be just like the the biggest concentration of uh, global StarCraft II pro talent that we'll just see the entire year. And of course, the whoever wins gets a, a ticket straight to BlizzCon, so that's nice too. Right, for sure, and. Another um, attendee I want to mention is Snoo or Jens Asgard, which is one of my favorite names. He sounds like a god. Um, but anyway, uh, Snoo is a Zerg player, and he's known for really punishing Protoss players. And, I mean, what do we make of him coming into the competition? I mean, um, Snoo, really, you know, definitely an excellent player. There's also, like, a lot of other really, really good non-Korean players. Like, you have a laser, you have Euthermal, you have uh, Showtime, who was, you know, who has yeah, Showtime. actually, yeah, yes. you know, he, he went, he went, he was in the top eight at BlizzCon, which was kind of nuts. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Snoot. Uh, it's it's just really exciting to see players of Snoot's caliber and Euthermal and Showtime and a laser going up against these really good Korean pros. So uh, I actually wanted to say something about that. Uh, d- to me, so the the moniker of Katowice every year is World Championship, and yes. in my opinion, uh, this is the StarCraft at this event is the only and here's the storm when they uh, have done it previously are the only two events to me that are that clearly means World Championship. Um, I think that the the way they seed into the WCS finals at BlizzCon doesn't allow for as good a competition as this does. In my opinion, I think this is, uh, I mean, obviously there's a lot of Korean players that are going to be at this tournament, but I think that challenges other people. I think that challenges people that don't play against, you know, top-tier Korean players in the GSL and some more leagues. And I think that uh, the moniker World Championship for IEM, this is the tournament uh, out of the three tournaments this year at 
IEM Katowice, this is the one that it applies most to because it's the most well-mixed competition. It's not like the League of Legends one where people don't really care and they actually have their own world championship, right? And they and also then, have like some bottom-tier teams for ex- this Well, game. exactly, right? Yeah. Because these people are more focused on making it to the actual world championship, sure. which is in October. And then with Counter-Strike, you have your majors, which means significantly more because there's a lot more money. So I think that... But I, to be fair, there are some good teams in Counter-Strike here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Astralis, but, but nobody, nobody in Counter-Strike takes... Like, Katowice is always yeah. a monumental event, but that, that's not, like, the big event of the year, right? That's always the two majors. Right, uh, I sure. think I think that Katowice is that big event for, for StarCraft. I think that it, the moniker World Championship actually applies to this game. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the BlizzCon, you know, the WCS World Championship will, of course, be... Like the end of the year, we've like figured out how right. everybody's doing kind of world championship. And Katowice is a really nice sort of counterweight that's like really significant to kind of start off the year because we're still pretty early in 2017. And then there's also going to be the new GSL against the world um, global event. And that's yeah. like that's kind of like the all star event. Right. So it's. It's funny because this is actually start, sort of starting to turn into League of Legends, which I think is hilarious. All right. Well, let's... I mean, I want to know who else do I need to look out for at I Am Katowice? Um, well, Beyond's there, Innovation's there, TY. I mean, TY like just got eliminated mm-hmm. by Sue um, in the GSL round of eight. But, you know, TY's fantastic. Um, Hero is actually about to play his round of eight match in GSL. He's been doing really well. And like... I really want to see Zest and Dark do better. It would be nice to see Zest hold up that trophy again. As we all know, he won in 2015. And uh, yeah, so there's a... Uh, did I mention Nurchio? Nurchio's no, also there. Yeah, Nurchio, uh, like s- amazing, amazing player. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say also Ryung. So uh, Ryung was the one who knocked Byun out of the GSL. So he's been doing really, really well too. All right, cool. Well... We're kind of short on time, so let's jump straight into the Counter-Strike. Because we have some pretty stacked teams. Jacob um, is very excited to talk Counter-Strike. We have, for Group A, we have Immortals, Fnatic, Ninjas in Pajamas, FaZe, Optic Gaming, and Astralis. And for Group B, we have Heroic, Natus Vincere, North, Virtus Pro, SK Gaming, and Cloud9. Would you say that Group B is the group of death, Jacob? say it's definitely the more difficult group considering that uh like i think optic is a great team and uh, for group a but i think that the loss of stanislaw obviously hurts a lot um i think that group b there's not a single team in group b that's bad like there's not one that i can use the moniker bad with right now like every single one of them is competitive and you also have in my opinion uh three of the top four teams in the world in group b for which sure. are sk gaming virtus pro and notice here so um and then north is like probably fifth or sixth as well so like you're you're pretty stacked here in terms of uh, your Group B matchup. So yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. And I'm super excited because, I mean, 2016 was pretty much, I feel like it was the year of Virtus Pro. And well, 20- it was the year of SK, right? Because they, like, they won the two majors. But like Virtus Pro is in the year. Yeah, they're like up there. Yeah, because, I mean, SK SK didn't get to play at E-League Season 1 Finals, which mm-hmm. Virtus Pro won right, because yeah. of the uh, the whole thing going from Luminosity to SK. And, oh, man. Yeah, all that. Yeah, all all that. Lot, yeah. But, but uh, Virtus Pro, like, had a good end of the year. They just won For Vegas. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. They just won Vegas this weekend. Yeah. Um, they're not playing against Astralis in the group stages, which, in my opinion, is their toughest challenge. I think until SK kind of fully integrates Phelps, I think that uh, Virtus Pro and Astralis are the two best teams in the world. For sure. Uh, Astralis obviously won the E-League Major mm-hmm. uh, last month, and then Virtus Pro just won Vegas. So I think that if they pair against each other in the playoffs, that is obviously the matchup to watch. 
Uh, but I still think that Group B is really tough, just because not as sincere is incredible when they look when they feel good. They're mm-hmm. they're a team that relies a lot on feel. Uh, SK looked good with Phelps uh, at. Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, which was his first big event with the team. And let's not forget Cold Zero. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, integrating Phelps in, in place of Fox, who they were For using sure. as a mm-hmm. stand-in, was a big deal. Uh, and then Virtus Bro has looked incredible. Um, and North also obviously looks good. And Heroic and Cloud9 are by no means bad. So this is like this is a very interesting group for next week. So what do you think about NA's chances overall, right? You have Cloud9, you have Immortals. Well, I wouldn't consider Immortals NA or SK. Okay. For the same reason I wouldn't consider SK NA, like just because they live in LA, they're Brazilian teams. That's fair. Um, okay, so, think, so Cloud9. <laughs> Cloud9 and Optic. Okay, um, yeah, Optic, and, is, Optic I, as well. I think that Cloud9 has a better chance than Optic right now, but I think both are kind of in the dumps. I think that the Stanislaw loss was really big for Optic. He was a very he was their in-game leader, and he was a very big part of how they played strategy. Uh, they have a new coach in Peacemaker. Yeah, they, they hired Peacemaker. Um, and I, But, you know, coaches can't do in-game calling anymore in the last six months, so that, that doesn't help. And I think that losing him to Liquid was a huge deal. Uh, so I, I'm not really favoring them coming out of, of uh, Group A, even though I think there's a lot of teams in Group A that are slumping right now that are traditionally pretty good teams, including Optic. Um, but I think that Cloud9 has a better chance, but it's only the top three advance, and good lord, that's a hard group to get out of, especially because, like, in my opinion, SK and Virtus are the ones that make it out for sure, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that Navi and North fight for number three. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, like, that's I think, fair. But so, like, can Cloud9 make it out? Probably not. So. Yeah, I mean... Optic might, Optic might actually have a better chance of making it out because everybody in Group A, Sans Astralis, is in a little bit of a slump right now. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Cloud9, honestly. Um, I always feel like every time I watch them, it's just like a big question mark. Um, but I I mean, I hope they make it out just because NA Pride. and. But I mean, at so, the end of the day, who do you think is going to make it out of both groups? I think SK Virtus Navi, which is sad because I think North is actually an incredible team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that integrating AZ looked okay at Vegas. I think it could have been a little better, but I think that, you know, I think it was a good move to replace Rubino with AZ. Um, I think that Group A is actually a little harder to look at. I can't tell you what FaZe Clan is going to look like because FaZe Clan is making a player change before this tournament, and they're adopting the best one of the best players in the world, Nico from Mouse Sports. Yeah. So um, FaZe, like, uh, Kerrigan is an incredible in-game leader when he feels comfortable and when he is allowed to have op- or autonomy, which he does in this team. So I think that looking at Group A, I would say Astralis, Phase and Fnatic. Uh, I like okay. I like Nip and Optic, and I think they both have really high peaks. But Nip has been in a slump, and Optic doesn't have stand. So it's like it's one of those things where I think that Astralis, Fnatic, and Phase are, are your most likely. Okay. Coming out what of do you group. think, Christina? Um, I li- I like ninjas in pajamas. I I I don't know why. Yeah. Like I I I just uh uh when you know when they were sort of like um they were dropped by cloud nine at uh atlanta and then they came back and like won against cloud nine i just thought that was like a, a really cool storyline given what happened with vegas squadron but yeah at the end of the day i mean astralis um fanatic looked really strong maybe optic uh but i'm and i think in general i would say the same as jacob if we're being realistic yeah, for sure. I think that this entire tournament is basically going to revolve around the Astralis versus Virtus Pro rivalry. 
And you know what? If you want to check out more content on that, speaking of CSGO, we can go straight to ESPN.com slash esports. We're going to take a short break right now. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about League of Legends. Stay tuned. And welcome back to the ESPN esports podcast. Uh, Let's talk League of Legends because it's happening right now. I should make that clear. And so some of this stuff might be out of date by the time the podcast is over. But we're going to try our best anyway. So one thing about IEM I forgot to mention earlier was that this is the first time in spanning over two weekends. So it's League of Legends this weekend and then StarCraft and CSGO the next weekend. And it's basically the culmination of all the IEM events of last year. And so basically what I want to describe League of Legends as so far for the group stages is it's basically a show. Like I have no clue what's going on. Uh, the records are as stands Rocks Tigers beat M19, or Al- also known as Albus Knox Luna. We had H2K Gaming taking down HKE. Unicorns of Love beating Kongdu Monster, which was, wow, that game was something else. And Flash Wolf beating G2 Esports. And Rocks Tigers and H2K Gaming are playing currently. I don't think they're done playing, but that's the bracket as it stands. Uh, again, it might be very well outdated by the time I finish this podcast, but... Yeah. What do you think, Jacob? Mm. Uh, I have not been able to watch the H2K and Rocks game, but... Um, oh, it was something else. I, right. I, I think you mean... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's happening the, the right cur- now. The current game, I've not been able to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I know that H2K and HKE was a little... <laughs> it was messy. Yeah, it was messy. So I think that, like... You know, overall, this competition is just sloppy. Like, and, and that is because, again, what we were talking about in the first half of the podcast is that this isn't considered the world championship for League of Legends. For like, sure. <laughs> they're more focused on other things, and MSI has much larger implications. So your best teams in North America were like, you know, we aren't interested in doing this. We would much rather just practice and try to get to MSI, which I'm all fine, are all fine by and, and certainly in favor of. Um, but... Overall, I think that uh, I think that like the the clear winner of this tournament just it, there isn't one. Um, you know, you you could say that coming into it, you'd think it'd be G two. Uh, clearly not, just since they lost to Flash Wolves, uh, they clearly have something to work against. And and yeah, I'm I'm wondering about that. Like, how did G two lose to Flash? I Wolves? think that's the question we're all wondering right now. Hmm, okay. Um, I, I think part of it has to do with Flash Wolves is always kind of underestimated, no matter how well they do at these international events. And somehow they always do pretty well for themselves. And I'm also convinced that Rocks Tigers are just destined to never win an IEM. Um, God bless them. I, I mean, there's t- also like this, the, just the lack of mix in this competition is the saddest part, right? There's not a single NA team. Well, not a to be fair, Chinese they declined. Team. Correct. Yeah. There's not a single Chinese team because obviously there were visa issues. Yes. Um, yeah. But overall, like... And it's not, like, let me be clear, it's not ESL's fault. Like, I'm not blaming ESL. It's just, like, unfortunate because this this tournament doesn't hold the prestige it did when it first started, and it happened in the open circuit before Riot stuck their hands in the mix and did LCS. So, um, you know, the, the implications are really, really light, and I think that overall, like, it... It's just really sloppy. Like it's just really, really sloppy. Yeah. And and coming out of this tournament, uh, both 
uh, Emily Rand and Tyler uh, Fion both wrote good pieces about how they'd be disappointed. Or no, 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 it's Kelsey. Kelsey Moser uh, and Tyler both wrote pieces about how they'd be disappointed if an EU team didn't win this. And honestly, uh, aside from Unicorns of Love, I don't think an NA, or a EU team wins this tournament. Yeah, I mean... We have to work with what we have, right? So something that's been brought up during the entire tournament is can the best teams in Europe slash NA, even though they're sadly lacking at the IEM Katowice tournament, um, can they stack up against lower tier teams in the LCK? And despite the entire show that's been going on, I think, yeah, they can. And I guess that's progress. But at the same time, we have players dealing with jet lag, which was like the issue with Rocks, Rocks Tigers two years ago. We have players just not playing at their normal caliber aka G2 Esports. I don't know what's up with them, but they just never seem to be able to perform at these international events. And it makes me question whether or not they can perform at the World Championships at the end of the year. Yeah, I it, I don't know. Like, looking, looking at this, it's like, hmm, Rocks Tigers or Unicorns of Love. Like, it, it's just, I don't, I don't even know what to say at this point. It, it's really flabbergasting uh this competition is and again it's not esl's fault but um i don't know rachel who do you think is going to win win this tournament looking at the current <laughs> current favorites because I, I i can't even guess at this point and I, I think i think that uh as a panelist on our power rankings i think that if kongdu monster rocks tigers uh if kongdu monster and rocks tigers win this tournament then i believe that the top 10 korean teams on our power rankings will are all the top 10 uh, teams on our power rankings will be all Korean. So right, and then we basically have to change the entire power rankings over again. Well, um, for the, <laughs> for the week like after. so sad right for, now. For the week after, you're good for this week. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah. I th- well from Group A, I think. Oh God, looking at the teams, it's just so difficult. Right. I I'm gonna go with my gut because honestly, that's all you can do at this point. Unpredictable. Um. I think it's gonna be Rocks Tigers. And H2K. And then Group B, okay. I'm going to go with Flash Wolves and Unicorns of Love. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I mm, I think that's that's fair. That's really sad that G2 Esports I know. probably going to get knocked out. Do they get knocked out against Kongdu? That's the really interesting question. Because if they do, that's just like, oh, that makes me feel so bad. The top team in Europe, pretty much undisputed number one in Europe gets beat by like one of the worst teams in Korea. Like it's just so it's so disappointing on so many levels. Um but such is the story of G2 and yeah on on cue all the all such the, is the story of Yeah, G2. like on on cue on the like vacation memes and everything else you're going to read on social media. Uh just it's ridiculous. But yeah, I think Flash Wolves simply because they won the first game and that gives them a bracket advantage now that they've won the first game and I think in going into the second game, I actually think Unicorns of Love will beat Flash Wolves. Uh, and then actually, you know, Christina, I found you a favorite team, a new favorite team. Excuse me. Okay. I think I'm gonna make a pitch for Flash Wolves. Okay. Because they've been together for a long time, mm-hmm. and they are also based off the power of friendship. And at the same time, more realistically, they're actually a really great team. They perform well internationally, and if you just watch their videos that they post on Facebook of the team, they're so tight knit and close. Like obviously friendship is a huge factor in their victories actually. And they're a young team, so they can only go up from here. So that's my pitch. So, that That's a pretty good pitch. I, I will look them up. <laughs> so group B uh, for me, UOL beats flash wolves. 
Kongdu Monster Beach G2, Flash Wolf Speaks Kongdu Monster, and the people who are out are UOL as first seed and Flash Wolf's as second seed. And then looking at Group A, uh, Rock Tigers Beats H2K, which uh, just saw that they went up 1-0. Uh, Rock Tigers Beats H2K makes it out first. Okay. Uh, and then H2K plays uh, Hong Kong Esports again, beats Hong Kong Esports, and makes it out uh, as second seed. Okay. I think that's fair. I mean, I can't really argue against that. Uh, I think M19 is going to make this lower bracket run and just, like, come out. They're going to they're gonna win it all. They're going to show signs of life like they did at the World Championships. Yeah, that, look what they did at the World Championships. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I'm also rooting for Unicorns of Love. Uh, I think they're a little, like, they're, well, they're unorthodox. Yes. Sort of chaotic play style and just the sense of... The sense of humor that they have about themselves and the world. Yeah, I mean, um, you, it's cool. You can't take yourself too seriously if your team name is the Unicorns of Love. Let's just see if they make it to the actual World Championship this year. I, I hope they do. I always root for them. I just want, I just want Roman from, uh, from Unicorns of Love dressed up in his unicorn costume to run across. the He was dressed stage. up today. Yeah, he was dressed, he's up, dressed today. up all the time. He yeah. does it. He does it. You see LTS pictures, and he's always dressed up as the unicorn. So I want to see that on the Chinese world stage and see how the Chinese fans react. Oh, they're gonna love yes, it. Yes, they oh, really are. Wow. Yeah, they love stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's basically our summary of IEM for League of Legends. Um, it's a show, but it's a show you should watch. I'm so sorry, Tariqa. You're gonna have to bleep out like half this podcast today. I'm over here cracking up, but it is all good. You have to express yourself freely. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, I think that's all the time we have today. And if you want to check out more content, you can go to ESPN.com slash esports. We're all out of time, but thank you, Jacob and Christina, for joining me and giving me your insight. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Those are some weak thank yous. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at ESPN underscore esports, at Rachel Youngu, at Pina SC, at Jacob N. Wolf, and at Shino Sports underscore. Thanks for listening to the ESPN Esports Podcast.